Welcome everybody to, uh, what is it, episode 3 of uh, Accent Interviews. This this week we uh, we have uh, Seahawk 12 man, if the trainer I believe. So um, yeah dude, thank you yeah, for joining C-trainer. us. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> thanks yeah. for having me on guys. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here. Um, so, so what kind of uh, caught your eye about uh, Marvel Contest of Champions, and uh, where where did you kind of start to get your niche for it? Um, so I I had seen a bunch of different ads for it, and some friends were talking about it about four plus years ago. And one Fourth of July, I was just uh, kind of like. I was just, I, I, I was just kind of, I didn't really have much to do. A lot of my family was far away and I I was like, all right, you know, I'll just download it and give it a shot. And then I kind of just got hooked right away. I used to play other fighting games and things like that for a while. And so it was really easy to pick up. And at the time I had tried um, the DC version and I didn't really like how that was uh how that worked but the, it was really easy to control and the animations were great and i was using all my favorite characters and it just got a lot you know it, it just kind of went from there it's just a ton of fun even uh even now still having fun with it awesome um yeah dude so uh <clears throat> you mentioned in um in uh zach rossi's interview that you were uh, a tournament player in Mortal Kombat. Is that where you kind of uh, caught your competitiveness for for MCOC? Yeah. So um, I, I just growing up, I've always been a, a highly competitive person, from athletics to board games, chess, um, being expert level um, uh, chess player, and competing internationally before, and then. Uh, and then when it came to video games and arcade games, same. I used to pick up all the different books and stuff, and I just loved competing because for me, um, I, I was the I'm the youngest of like four or five kids basically um, in my house at the time, and and so I always felt like I always had to do better, and so I just loved competing in sports and games, and so for Mortal Kombat, it was tons of fun because you know at first I was you know, obsessed with like the graphics and the fatalities. But then when they added like, you know, all the different, you know, the competitive elements to it, the verses and uh, the tournament style type setups and stuff with the brackets and such, it it just kind of took off. And I just, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, those, and it's, and it's kind of spilled over to MCOC. That's why, um, you know, Lately, I, I've noticed with some people when they talk about different game modes, they talk about incursions, tournaments, and things like that. I st- I'm still one of those, you know, outliers that like war. I, I really love, you know, Alliance War, and I love, you know, I like incursions, but I just like that competitive element, and I like, uh, I just it just makes the game more fun in a, in a healthy way. Yeah, um, so you are in one of the the uh, top alliances in in uh, MCOC um, care to uh, tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So last um, last month, I was I um, a month a month and a half ago for almost a year, I was with Omni, and then the last month, I, I took the last season off, and um, 
I had to deal with life and work. And then I wanted to get back into the game. And I was like, all right, you know, I can't just sit around and do map five all the time anymore. And I, I need to start pushing myself again. And I, I want to get back to, you know, playing in master's bracket and start stuff like that. And then so I, I was looking for a good alliance and I was looking for alliance where there was good people and there was no, you know, no bans, no cheating, no, none of that stuff. And, uh, guy hit me up for, to go to this alliance called no hope or nope. And they'd just finished fifth last season in masters and, or only a couple, um, alliance, you know, a, a couple bonuses away from cracking the top three. And, gave me an opportunity to join them and uh, share some insight in terms of war planning. And one thing I've noticed about being in a top tier alliance is everybody is pushing each other to be better. And, and sometimes that's, a, you know, it's, a, it's usually a good thing. If, if you don't like to handle pressure, then it can be really frustrating and it can be irritating. But if you're trying to get better at the game, it's, a great situation to be in because people want to know, Hey, what's better matchups? What's this? What's harder? You know, what defenders are good for this? What offensive champions are you going to bring? There's, you know, war planning and, and it makes the game. It's like, as they, as they've said in, uh, you know, and, um, Leiden taters and everybody else's, when they were explaining, um, Alliance war, you know, the, the problems and fixes and not fixes it, it creates a game within a game. And, it, it it really does improve your um, gameplay throughout MCOC, especially since right now content for a lot of in-game players is few and far between. If there's not much to do, you got to push yourself somewhere. And and uh, right now it's kind of like there's incursions and then there's Alliance War for that. Yeah, so... Um... Uh, are you a uh, an officer, a leader in your alliance? Um, right now, I'm. Right now, I'm not. I'm a uh, kind of like a war advisor. So, like during the season, I I'll be helping with planning and organizing war and diversity and matchups. That way, once war starts, me and a couple of my other alliance mates. We'll look at the map, we'll organize attack, we'll organize, you know, set up. So when, um, imagine like, you know, you come home, you open up your phone, it's like two or three o'clock and you notice that there's already a, a set plan for you. You're like, hey, you're going to be on this path. These are the champions you're going to bring. These are the matchups. Are these okay with you? Do you have any questions? And so kind of my job is to make sure that everything is as simple as possible and and we win that's that's the goal i mean we want to win and 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 the the best thing is as i've even said in there inside of the in the different chats and stuff is that you want to have fun and and winning is fun but also all that all the stuff we're doing you know all the all the talking about it and organizing that's also fun you know playing i mean we have time to play games while we're working while we're not working i mean it's it's a pretty cool deal yeah it sounds fun i mean i just moved up to from a map 5 alliance to a, a map 6 alliance and 
uh, everybody there has been just super supportive. Like, have you, do you need any help with your paths? Um, you know, stuff like that. Is there any problems or hey, having any problems with any fights on your paths? You know, and they worked it out to where I was uh, taking the right path with the champions that I have, you know? So that's, that's awesome that you guys are uh, pushing that high tier and still communicating like that. Yeah. And, and when the other part is, it's like, and that's how you, as, as long as I've played the game, it's one of the things I've also liked about the MCOC community is that you make friends and then you make, they become like your friends, even in like the real life outside of the game, you know, you, you start chatting with them and, you know, they're like asking you questions. And for me, since, you know, I do a lot of fitness stuff, people are asking me nutrition questions and food questions. And, you know, I'm asking people about, hey, I'm, I'm going to be in this area. What do you think about that? And it, it's just kind of really, it's kind of a really, especially, you know, as, as the last year when everyone's dealing with COVID and such, this has really helped a lot of people stay connected, even with, you know, all the, all the, the ups and the downs and the, and the lagging and the, the game drama and the Alliance quest failures. It's like, it's even with all those things, those are like minor. I mean, I mean, th these, this game has allowed a lot of people to be creative, a lot of young people to start, you know, new U YouTube channels. And, uh, you know, you got your guys' podcast is awesome. It's like, you know, you guys get people watching this and it's, and listening to it. And, um, and it's really exciting to see this happen. I mean, this is all come from a from a mobile game. Think about this. I mean, five years ago, someone told you guys, you guys are going to be sitting here doing interviews on your free time, and you're going to have followers, and people are going to want to know what your opinion is. You'd probably be like, "What? Right? No. Okay." So it's it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, you're you're totally right about that. Um, Speaking of which, um, have you done any of the uh, monthly EQ or the side side quests? And what are your thoughts on that? I've done the monthly EQ. So for me, what I do um, is, uh, I, first and foremost, I do a lot of arena grinding. And so I, I save up my, my units via unit grinding, arena grinding. And because of that, on the Cavalier Monthly, um, or the Thronebreaker uh, event quest, after you've beat it, they, they have this offer where you can get the 30% boosts and all that stuff. And I wait till like the last moment to finish that chapter because I want it to be as close to the war season as possible. So those things don't expire. Because otherwise, they that you're you know you like brian grant has said you know you end up with things expiring and you don't you know nobody wants a 20 percent boost expiring since sometimes people pay real money for that stuff which i'm i'm, I'm not gonna do that but i mean some people do it's it's um yeah and so i i try to space it out so i finished the first all the chapters up to that final chapter 100 um i really like the new champions i know there's some people that don't like the Marvel realm and things like that, but I like different. I like you know different play styles, different you know fighting moves, different special attacks, animations. It keeps the game fun and different. Um, I I have kind of slacked on the side side quest. I mean, I've been doing the the things to 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 go in there and do it. Um, 
And everyone keeps You've warning me. Keys, yeah. They keep warning me. They're like, you don't want to put that off because apparently there's a there's a bunch of fights in that. So I'll, I'll probably hit that uh, this weekend and try to clean it up. But uh, I, from what I've been told from watching people, it they did a, a really good job with it. And the rewards have been hit and miss for some people. Some people have been getting... Somebody did a, a path today and got 900 six-star shards. I was like, whoa, that's, that's a lot. I mean... Oh. I mean, I mean, for one one pass through, that's like I guess that would be like what the jackpot or the best someone could do on that. Um, but what I've also noticed is that Kabam is really trying to, uh, not I mean, keep it random, but also let keep it interesting. And and I know a lot of people were you know like I said were upset about the Marvel Realm characters, but different is interesting. I mean, everybody quote-unquote hated Jabari Panther and then next thing you know um, Cam over at Four Loki is doing a video and showing that she bleeds Red Hulk in like 120 hits faster than Nick Fury and people are like oh she's the best ever it's like you know just as they say don't you know don't judge a book by its cover wait until they come out see how they play so it's, it's pretty cool yeah dude uh, that's awesome because uh, you know it's a good thing I got a six star. <laughs> yeah, exactly right <laughs> from the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier bundles. Yeah. So, um, Jax, you got anything over there, bud? Yeah, man. Uh, do you uh, do you play Marvel Roman Champions? Um, I downloaded it and I played it for two months, and then I just couldn't get into it because of time. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I I think it's the way I look at it is, it's it's very it's very time consuming, but it could be a lot of fun um, if if they made it a little more smooth. And when I compare Marvel Realm of Champions to like some of the ones of now, I feel like it's about five or six years. In some ways, even older. Like. It needs to catch up. Like they, I, I feel like they should have gone bigger with it if they were going to go big because it's so similar to a lot of other games that are like it. That the only thing that's unique about it is you have some sort of Marvel characters that you can modify and create. Um, but it's, it's, I, I, yeah. I mean, so for me, I just, I mean, I still, I didn't delete the app. It's still in there. I still have it. I just. I just haven't opened it back up, which um, I w- I'd like to. I mean, it would be fun if they made it more um, more fun. I do have some friends that um, do play it on a regular regular basis. They like the uh, the uh, like there's a, a versus mode and the the PvP part of it. They they like some of the different modes on it, and they're I always see them constantly tagging like the Marvel Realm people, like, "Hey, fix this, get this going." And so, and that makes me happy because that means that there's there's hope that the game will keep going and that they'll make it even better eventually. Oh yeah, man! Um, I think the biggest update comes out next month, and that'll add Thor as a playable character. So maybe that's an incentive to to come back to the game. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, but yeah, man, for sure, man. I I play Emra kind of off and on, and it's a pretty cool game. Uh, definitely a lot. Like you said, it's a uh, it does feel like an older game. I definitely feel that too. I definitely got that. Um, so you said that you so you were Mortal Kombat. Um, 
Mortal Kombat, for, like, as in doing professional game, uh, professional stuff and tournaments, stuff like that, which is crazy. I also, I love Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, could, what would you like to see from contests when it comes to competitive um, stuff? Um, you know, something if they could if they could find a way, and Marvel Contest of Champions to do a live versus mode. In some way, somehow. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, if they. I mean, if they had to team up with something to. I mean, I don't know how they could do it to make it work, but that would really help bring like players into it more. Because I, I see a lot of people that you know that the ones that really like the the people that really hate Alliance War for a good reason. You know, it's stressful, and if you lose, you have to live with it for you know forty eight hours and things like that. But if they had an element to it, same thing as like speed chess when you play like on chess.com or something like that, five minute blitz game. If they had a way where you could do three on three, you versus me, and you're like, hey, Seahawk, let's go, you and me. I'm like, all right, hook up, let's go. You know, and we were just playing like that would that would be fun because then you would add an element to it. You could add. You know, YouTubers could face off, you could do tournaments, you could do all, you know, that would be so much fun. And it would fit right in the wheelhouse. And you could even do a thing where, like, you have to do dual credits. So people, if they ran out of dual credits, they'd have to use units to get them or something. So that way, Kabam, because I mean, it's Kabam, it's a company and they have to find ways to, you know, get money or, or something. So they could find a way to make it work. But any kind of way in Marvel Contest of Champions that can get players to interact more is a good thing. The less interaction, and this is, and for me, I, I, I'm very, I get very bored of, like, Alliance Quest because it's the same fights. I mean, I like that they rotate the maps now. That makes things a lot better. But in general, it's, like, the same thing over and over and over again. So, one of the things I'm happy about is as I've moved battle groups over the last year and new people come and go, or and, and then when I moved to my new alliance, No Hope, I keep going to new paths, not by me asking. They're just like, hey, we need you on this path. And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, all right, something new. I like it. But alliance quests can get repetitive and sometimes in war at least you can throw random new champions in there that people that aren't used to fighting um but in a game a marvel contest i really do think if they added a player versus player something that something that like seven deadly sons has or something that uh a lot of other games have it would be awesome the challenges are you know it's mobile and you would want it uh, sometimes with a mobile server, it's not equipped to handle that kind of connection. So they might have to set it up so you have to do it via another app or something like that. I mean, we all know that on our smartphones, there's different apps where you can you can play different games with each other and stuff like that. So they might have to branch out or think outside the box or something like that. But that would be a lot of fun. I mean, can you imagine if... You're in a tournament, and next thing you know, you're you're paired up against Metal Sonic, dude. And you're like, all right. And then, you know, it's like on the other side of the bracket, you know, you have like, uh, you know, a clobbering time going against 
Ludden Taters or something. It's like you'd see these guys all facing off against each other. Kind of like uh, we had for the Summoner Showdown. Except in the Summoner Showdown, uh, uh, the Summoner Showdown, it was like one player fought the computer and the other guy watched. And then, but you notice it was kind of like a war theme. Like they were like, all right, so this guy's going to put a defender and take away your offensive champs. So it's like if you would have just had them face each other, then it would have been skill versus skill. You know, it's uh, so. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> deficit. Pet. I mean, can you imagine? Imagine if they set something up where you would have to face somebody versus, and the and they would ju- and it would just on your screen. This is kind of an idea I had. On your screen, it would say the player you're facing has picked their opponent, picked their champion. You pick your champion. But you guys don't know which champion the person picked. Okay. So imagine, so everyone would be like, oh, I'll just pick Quake. And then so It'd like, like you. Cursors. Right. So then yeah, you, yeah. Pick, you pick Quake, and the person's like, oh, I picked somebody that's like anti. I picked uh, Apocalypse. You know, it's like, so it's like you could really change how things go based on something like that. Or like two out of three, like two. Um, Two of them are shown. One of them is not shown. It's like a random wild card, three on three. Kind of like how it's shown on the arena tab. Yep, just like that. Yeah. Except, imagine if you were doing arena, and uh, right when you clicked on it, and those three champions popped up, you just immediately picked two different ones or something like that. So. Dude, that would like tap into a whole new market of not only what Mortal Kombat fans, Marvel vs. Capcom fans, Street Fighter fans. Like, dude, that would really blow up the game if they did something like that. It would. I mean, the thing that Caban's got going for it is they don't have to sell the product. It's more. I mean, they're it's it's Marvel. Like, I mean, I'm wearing an Incredible Hulk shirt right now for Carnell. It's like, like. Nobody, they don't have to sell this brand. This is not like a made up brand. It's not, this is not, um, and I don't even really remember this, but I know about this. It's like Street Fighter, you know, in the early 90s. Nobody knew what that was. But when they had like X Men, the arcade back then, everybody knew who the X Men were. And and it's so like, it's like, so for, so for Kabam. You've got a product that everybody knows. Just get it out there so people can use it. Like, yeah, the one one more point to what you were saying. Like, I had just picked up the uh, King and Black series, and you literally oh, can't so good. Go, you can't go through one comic book without seeing Marvel Contest of Champions in the book itself or on the back cover. So, I mean, you're I mean, you're right. You, they've literally sold out pretty much at this point. You know, so. Yeah, and and that's uh, an awesome series, by the way. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's everywhere. I mean, yeah, I mean, the last book. We we all have it downloaded onto our phone. But yeah, anytime you go to like anything, you just it scrolls by. You see, what are you up to? Try Marvel Contest of Champions. I'm like, I already have it. I'm good. I'm. It's down. I'm got it. Yeah, I'm good. I got it. Yeah. So it's it's it's, 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 it's like, <laughs> so that's why I always like tell people I'm like you gotta find, I mean if you want to make the game more fun and more interact it's like you gotta get more interaction out of it because eventually I mean 
for a while and as as long as you guys have been playing, you notice that people want more rewards, but there's more champions. So before last year, if I gave you twenty thousand six star shards, you'd be like, All right. But now you're like, well, now I could get like two horrible champions. It's like it's like you you you're kind of it it's not the same. The the rewards aren't equaling out to be the same because there's such an oversaturation. So the only way to fix that is to create another game mode that doesn't hurt, like doesn't make the player base so feel excluded as much. If you created that versus system or uh, like that more interactions active system, people would feel like, hey, you know what? I don't have the great the the best champions but i have like three really good ones and i can take those three and i can be anybody else and somebody else could even some giant whale spender out there as you guys know and you know some of you you know if you're map six map seven you might see some guy with crazy 13 six prestige yet he, he plays horrible like he's a terrible player and we all wonder how he he came about that giant prestige but at the same time the guy's got all the keys to the castle in the sense he's got all the best champions got all this but in a versus mode somebody that is skill based can completely just smash that guy and it would make the game competitive in a different way you could create cool titles and fun things where people can be like oh yeah I've, I've got this because I'm the best at versus mode or something like that or even then, I mean, if you're having a hard time fighting a champion, you could ask your buddy who has that champion, hey, why don't you help me fight this guy a couple times so I can get a good idea of what I'm going against, you know, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, I mean, not just, I mean, you just, you, you enter an arena with Apocalypse, or you enter the arena with, <laughs> I was say, you enter the arena with uh, Luke Cage, and you're like, all right, MSD, show me how you do that. No. <laughs> then you're like, well, this is not going to end well. <laughs> no, it's like, but allowing players to interact better would be huge. Also, one other suggestion that I think would really help, I think, it, I think that's a little late now, but like the way they have it set up for people to communicate and incursions and different things and Kabam's mobile communication setup is really not that good. And so if they could launch a platform that's similar to line or discord or WhatsApp or something where they could include all of the things that they have about MCOC, it would really help because I, I mean, the the different chat abilities inside of the game are, as we all know, are terrible, and they're slow, and they're laggy, and it's it's frustrating. You know, how, I mean, I can't remember how many times I've gone into when it used to be dungeons. Now it's incursions, and you try to communicate, and you would just say, "Hold on, jump online, let's chat there, or jump on Discord." What are you planning? And then you just start talking it out because you can't communicate in their own game chat. And yeah. that's something that's really frustrating, I think, about uh, that in incursions in terms of we're just their game, their game setup right now is their ability to communicate player on player. 
Okay. Um, so do you use Discord or Line? I use both. Um, I used to use um, Discord. Ex- uh, first, I used to use Line. Um, and then I switched to Discord when I joined Omni. And I found Discord really easy to use. You know, different uh, different uh, people would stream movies and games, and you guys you could share videos, and uh, you could do you know kind of what we're doing right now. You can set up chats and talks, and uh, for like war stuff, you can share Excel sheets easier. Um, I found that Line is a lot more simpler, so it's a lot easier for a lot more people to navigate. So um, I use I'm using Line again. Um, for my current alliance that I'm I'm in right now, we use it, and uh, it's for me. It's like all right, okay, I got to remember how how do I send uh, files again? It's like I'm just it, just reminding myself how to use it all again. Um, but yeah, I think I think they're both great, and I actually have some clients that told me um that they use Line to talk to their family um across the world, and I was like, oh, for some reason, I only thought it was a gaming app. But they're like, no, it's a, it's a communicational <laughs> app. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not just MCOC. Here. Yeah, it's pretty right. cool. Um, cool. So, um, so what, uh, what content do you have left to uh, complete in game? Have you done all of your paths in Abyss? I've finished Abyss 100. Um, percent I've done. I mean, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna finish the the last variant this weekend. Um, the only thing I haven't finished, I haven't explored Act 6 100%. Um, I still have the last chapter, a couple paths in the last chapter, and Act 7, because I was, um, while I was with Omni, I was in such overflow from, when you do, you know, Map 7 nonstop, and you get all these crystals, you get so much material, you just, it just stacks up, like, even if you're getting constant champions all the time. Um, which, and then I, I set myself up slightly for that because I went hard, really hard in December on the feature. And, and I mean, really hard. I went big time hard for it. And, um, and it set me up for failure because I didn't get what I needed. So then I had all these catalysts ready to rank up certain champions that I didn't get. And, um, so that kind of set me back. So I just basically act six. A little bit of Act Six, a little bit of Act Seven, hundred percent that, and then um, in the game, I really would like that title for finishing number one in the featured arena. Um, as I've mentioned at the beginning of the show, I, I really um, that's how I get my units. I really like arena grinding, and that along with Lions War, that's something that achieving that title is like a. Um, it's kind of like a show of mental endurance and um, like serious toughness. Like anyone that's ever arena grinded for a champion, I know they've increased it to top 300, but even those guys, it's like, and been in the top five before it's once you break a hundred million points, you things, you start seeing things, (laughs) you know, stars start appearing in front of your eyes and it, it gets really kind of foggy so um i'd like to i'd like to win one of those one time like that would be pretty cool i'd be really happy about that um other than that i i really do like the team aspect stuff 
more. So for me, I really would like to uh, finish Masters again. Not just Masters. It would be great if we could crack the top three. Um, It'd be great to be part of that and uh, be able to assist with that. Um, In terms of player rankups, you know, I still someday would like to pull Apocalypse or Mortal Hulk. Those would be great. And when I say I went hard for that feature, guys, I had 38 temps out of six-star champion. 38. If you do the math, that's a lot of six-star shards. 38. Which champion? I wanted, on the last feature, I really, really wanted Immortal Hulk and Apocalypse. Okay. Really bad. Like, I saved... Uh, you know, starting since I finished the abyss, I saved all of my six star shards last. You know, last starting at the end of June of last June because I was like, oh, um, uh, I didn't like the feature, and I was like, I'll see what happens. And then when I saw in August that Professor X and Apocalypse were coming, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to get in that six star feature. I want to go for it. And then you know, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Mortal Hulk, and I was like, oh man, I really want this. And I, I pulled like. Cold Obsidian six times. I pulled Wasp seven times. I pulled, I mean, I pulled Professor X once. I had already duped a six star ghost twice. She's now Sig 120. And I know a lot of people would be excited about that, but when you're targeting specific champions, it literally was, you know, it was pretty frustrating. But that's why, um, I slowed down on the content um, so I could finish all that stuff up. But over the next month, my plan is to finish all the rest of the content. So then I'm caught up on everything, um, hopefully in time by, I'm I'm guessing the next chapter will be out into June. What did you think? Uh, June? See, it's Uh, May. When did they release the beta for it? Uh, they released it. The uh, I think they released released it at the end of last month. Okay, so it'll probably take like two months or something like that. Is I think is what it took the last one. It was like two months after the uh, the beta was over. They released it. Yeah, it's um. But, uh, yeah. Um. So. So, what do you think uh, the the most difficult content uh, out there is? I think the most difficult content out there, in terms of um, if for a incoming player, and then like, and at the time, I really still think variant one, when it first came out, was one of the hardest pieces of content that came out. Now. Back in the day, Labyrinth of Legends was Labyrinth of Legends when it first came out was really hard because, as some people know, Labyrinth of Legends most people had four stars. There was only like what twelve, fifteen, sixteen, five stars, and if you got Rocket Raccoon, I mean, and I and I know somebody that actually did a lot the one pass with a five star rank four Rocket Raccoon and like a lot of units. But I mean, like that was really hard. However, you guys, and some people will say, no way, Abyss is harder than Labyrinth of Legends. I'll say, you won't see people with two stars beating Red Hulk. I haven't seen it. No. No, I, mean, I haven't you, seen it. You just won't see it. And it's, it's, 
it's labyrinth labyrinths actually trickier um than abyss for the different nodes so i think at the times you know labyrinth was hard and then i would go variant one now variant one is now not as hard it's just annoying because there's champs that can just cheese it and crush it and get through it really easy no big deal um but a lot of people just pass it up because of the difficulty um for newer players and the rewards are i think the rewards need to be updated on variant one um and i really do think everyone should do it like people that are new that just say oh it's hard i don't want to do it i'm like no you should do it don't just it's like you really should because it actually helps you with a lot of these annoying interactions that you're going to see in Abyss. You're going to see them in, in, in uh, Act 6, Act 7, Book 2, even Act 5, if these people haven't done Act 5. You're going to see these nodes. You're going to fight these champions that have fun and interact non-interactive damage. You know, it's, and so Variant 1 really does hone a lot of skills. It is very champion-specific, However, there's been so many people that have done really good um, tutorials for it. You really don't have to have one specific champion. You can do it with a lot of champions now. Yeah. Okay. So if there was a piece of content that you enjoyed that you wanted to bring back, uh, what would it be? Um, let's see. If there was a piece of content... You know, the the Moon Knight variant, when I was talking with um, Zach, uh, that was probably one of my favorite variants. And I was hoping that this next variant was going to have something like that. And what I, I kind of foresee, um, I was talking on um, um, my buddy Apocalypse, and I was talking with G. Kelly, and we were talking about the new variant and how I thought it was, you know, they thought one thought it was too easy. One thought it was just right. And I said, in-game players would really like something that was difficult yet challenged your roster and your skill. So not just like, you know, it wouldn't just be a, a cash grab. So it'd be like, you're using your two and three star champions, but you have to have, you know, skills and the nodes change, but then, the bosses would be harder and you would get better rewards. And some people feel like that would exclude a lot of players. They're like, well, a lot of players can't complete that. And my response to that is it's permanent content. If you're going to keep playing the game, your skills can improve. If you're like, well, I don't know how to use cosmic ghost rider. And I'm like, well, we have our wonderful buddy Slayer of Gods over there. You just follow his channel for five minutes and you become pretty decent at using him. It's There's a lot of avenues to get people better. And so giving us harder content that involves more roster, that will, I think that would make it a little more fun for the uh, a piece of content that's going to stay. And I have a feeling that Kabam might be doing something like that soon because they've changed um, they've changed the rule starting in May where you can't sell your champions. Um, and so I'm assuming that they're going to do some content that requires you to use these champions. 
because the only other reason why I think they would add something like that is because people that were in the end game would sell their champions, their three and their four star champions. So when they pulled them so frequently, they would have people for the level up event because you know it's expensive to level people up. But if you get new champions, it's easier to do it. So, for sure. Um, Jags, you got anything else over there? Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, we, uh, are you keeping up with the MCU? Huh? Are you keeping up with the MCU? We have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is that Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, that show is, that show is awesome. I'm, I'm actually, uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel, I mean, are we giving away spoilers if we're saying anything about that show, though? I mean, um, I wouldn't do this week's episode. Yeah. I mean, okay. And coming from episode. last week's episode, I really feel, I still feel kind of bad for um, James. Um, I, swear, I just forgot his last name. <laughs> you talking about Bucky? Uh, no. Bucky. Uh, the, the new cap. Oh, Joaquin. Oh, Walker. No. Uh, John, well, oh, okay, John Walker. Yeah, yeah John, Walker. John Walker. I feel I feel bad for John Walker. You know, because because here's some things that we've come to see about John Walker is he's a military he's you know, he's an ex special forces military vet. Clearly he suffers from post traumatic stress, PTSD. Like you know, at first we all thought like you know, maybe he's got like some super stuff, you know, but he was really just, you know, like a guy, right? But you could always t- already tell he was so edgy because something, as Bucky said in one of the episodes, something's not right with that guy. And I think he suffers from PTSD. And my, my dad is army guy. And I've seen, I've known a lot of other military guys before. And, and so like, I feel bad for him because you know, he's done with the military. They want to make him Captain America. There's all that responsibility on top of it. And then now, you know, all this stuff is happening with him. And and so even though he's, I feel like, uh, I feel like he means to be a good, like he's, he's very much a, um, uh, what do you call it? That guy that's like a... Um, an anti-hero in a sense you know I don't think he's an evil you know he's not like he's no red skull he doesn't want to he doesn't want to murder everybody he's just he's kind of like Wolverine in the sense he's like well if you die you die whoops you know it's like um, but clearly if you saw last week's episode um, that was um, you know those that wasn't you know premeditated by any means it was uh, heat of the moment and you know not saying it was right and i'm not saying anybody should do that when they're upset i'm just saying uh we could we could understand why he did what he did in a sense but yeah it's um i really like what um the mcu and marvel has done with the shows the you know the uh, scarlet witch vision uh i'm excited for loki that and and Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson. I mean, the, that looks really funny. Yes. Uh, and it's uh, it's like it, there's, yeah, it looks so good. They're setting us up big time. And when you look at the 
the different cast of things coming up, I mean, like, this just looks like it's going to get better and better. I mean, I, I know that uh, Fox is pushing back titles. You know, they pushed back Venom recently, and they pushed back uh, Mobius. It's like, when's Morbius supposed to even come out? Are they even going to let that thing come out anymore? I mean, I actually want to see it. You know, it's like, it's like, I, think I it's want to see this January you know. of 2022. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're like, it's, they keep pushing it back further and further. I'm like, look, it's like the only show that I'm kind of annoyed that I probably, I really actually don't want to see. I really don't want to see the Black Widow movie now. Like they had a chance to bring it out, but they keep pushing it back because they want it in theaters, but they want everyone to go see it. But I'm at the same time, I'm like, you, you, it's it's kind of losing its, its luster now. I mean, unless there's something in it that ties into future MCU content, see, you know. See, the thing is, there is something that ties in, but I can't explain it because we haven't talked about this week's episode yet. So, ah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's true. There is, there's definitely something that ties in, and if you're what, stay watching. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier for sure because uh, the Black Widow movie is definitely going to have something in it that ties it all in I believe um, yeah JX do you have anything else out of there? yeah um, yeah the Black it's Widow the- movie specifically is definitely going to tie in like not only that cameo but as well as obviously the future What? oh yeah that's right that's right I, I, I know exactly what you guys are talking about now yeah man um, yes I, I- I'm you- reading some of these questions in here on in the interview chat, and um, people are really want to know what I do with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know, dude. Well, yeah. I you know I, I I condition my hair at least three to four times a week. I don't uh, I don't actually wash my hair. It's uh, it's an ethnic thing, you know. It's. Uh, I do condition it a lot. I, I use argon oil. I use coconut oil. I love salt water. I love to swim. So my hair's it's just a lot of hair. It's everywhere. It helps with hair flips and, you know, you name it. It does it all. <laughs> trying to say yeah you're like a like a miniature Troy Polamalu over there. Yeah, I had actually when um when he was uh when he was roaming the sidelines, I used to have people come up to me and call me Troy all the time. And I was like, what, just because, you know, it's like you're saying we all look alike. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it was just, it was fun. I mean, it's, I've just, since, uh, since high school, I've um, actually st- starting in high school, I, I regrew my hair out and I've just always had my hair long. It's just, it's just kind of, it's just always been a lot of hair. And for a while, I was always telling people, I'd be like, oh, I'll keep my hair long until I start going bald. And then I got to my 30s and I was like, not going bald. So when I get bored, I'll just shave my head, which I'm still not bored with it. It is. It does get in the way, though, from time to time. Yeah. So um, so uh, is there anything new that you're going to be working on in the future of uh, your MCOC content career? <laughs> Yeah, actually, you know, um, I was um, listening to you guys, and then also doing um, what I do for health. I do uh, uh, sports nutrition, fitness workouts, um, life coaching, and things like that for for a living. 
Um, I've been asked by multiple people to do kind of something similar to what you guys are doing um, with like a podcast. Um, I've, okay. I've taped about like six of them. I just never hit the send button. <laughs> As you guys know, it's, it's like, it's, you're like, that's a big commitment. <laughs> Once you hit that button, it's out there. So um, I, I was thinking about doing something like that um, because what I found is um, on the line chat or on the, on the Twitter and different things like that, I, I like helping people. I want people to enjoy the game and have fun. So uh, one of the things that I found is a lot of people ask me questions. And if I don't have the answers, which uh, a lot of times I don't, I try to help people find the answers. Like I, I message other people. I know people that are really, really, really good at the game. And I just say, hey, you specialize with this guy. What do, what, what do you do? And then I try to help. You know, it's that's kind of that's kind of like my thing. It's it's um, I'm I'm like a, a people person. So I, I like to interact. So I thought about doing a podcast that was kind of more generalized because sometimes I people are asking me food nutrition advice workout tips fat loss muscle gain and then sometimes people are asking about games or they're asking me about you know how many comic books i have it's like you know it's a varied of a bunch of topics so probably next thing i would do um for personal like gaming life is maybe some kind of podcast of some sort um that would be um i think that would be uh the next the next fun thing especially since uh it's something that you don't have to do every single day to have people still interact with you and have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, me and JX, we meet once a week and, and we just hang out for an hour and talk to random, uh, just not random people, but just people around the MCOC community. And it's, it's a great time. dude. We have, we have a good time doing it. Um, Jay, actually, you got anything else over there, bud? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is uh, what's one character you'd add to the game? One character I'd add to the game if I could add one character. Whew, let's see. Um, it's let's see. A, a a mutant popped into my head, but then immediately I was like, "Wait, I'm, I, I don't want to see another mutant pop up for a long time." What? <laughs> I'm so burnt out on mutants. They're, I'm mean, they're good. I love mutants. I'm just in the game. It, it's. I mean, here's what I small. If there's like three borderline four good tech champions, there's like fifteen to 20 amazing mutant champions um i guess if i were if i were to bring in a champion i would there's a champion called if there was i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll do two i'll do a villain and a and a and a, and a hero there's a champion that um named quasar Ooh, nice and okay. he he doesn't get a lot of love, but he was he was a pretty cool champion, and he was a noble guy. And he was um, Quasar would be a lot of fun, and then for a villain, the Absorbing Man would be pretty dope. 
And if he had some like kind of power structure similar to Rogue, except like he stole buffs just from hitting you or something like that, and he did different mechanics, I could just see him being pretty cool character they could really do some fun things especially i mean he carries around like a the ball and chain that when he was in prison and he's it's i mean they could do some pretty cool things with it speaking of that ball and chain um if you go back to the modok motion comic the first one you can actually see that ball and chain in that comic book it's in the collector's vault of unused champions and artifacts in which one? The Modoc Mo, Mo Problems motion comic from 2016. Oh! Man, I'm going to have to look that up now. Yeah, man. Uh, I can post a pic in a second. Because that was... Because I was like, wow. Like, I think... I mean, I think the Absorbing Man would be really cool. I mean, there's some other ones, like, uh, uh, in, in, our, in, our, in our chat that's going on, Fire recommended um, Kitty Pride. Like, she'd be pretty fun. Oh yeah, I think she's coming this year. <laughs> uh, Warpath would be great. I'd love to see Warpath. Um, it would it would be fun to see someone like Warpath in there. Um, I've yeah. been I've been telling people for a while I'd like to see Lockjaw and Locky in there. <laughs> um, something about a big dog with and uh, a, a little dragon character. I mean. Yeah, Kitty Pride and Lockheed would be pretty dope. Yeah, um, Caban Gabe, I think he responded to someone talking about it, and he he said, "Dude, Lockheed is definitely going to be a part of Kitty Pride's kit once he becomes playable." Like, like he said that a couple years ago. Well, if you think about it, like they added the Silver Centurion with his little robots, you know, that could be like the introduction to how they would introduce Lockheed, I guess. I mean, how they would design her, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of some. Uh, I saw uh, if any of you guys are reading the, you know, you're reading the King of Black, but um, Black Silver Surfer would be pretty sick. Which uh, which one would you do? The uh, there's kind of like two right now, since there's yeah. one from the CGR timeline, and then there's the regular one in our timeline. The little Molnir. Uh, hmm. So in the CGR one, the Obsidian Surfer, the Fallen one, he's got he he has Molnir, and he he's pretty badass. Yes, that would be the one you would want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like when you follow his his timeline in that one, it's like basically characters in the game that you want to bring. I think you want to bring that keep them keep the characters you know keep the players having fun and. Uh, you know, and as we talked about before earlier, the reason why I wanted Immortal Hulk is when I saw his animations and how his playstyle was, I was like, dude, this guy is fun. And then every single person that's played Immortal Hulk from four star up, YouTuber, uh, anybody in your alliance, this was saying, oh, he can do this, but he's a lot of fun. It's like they always come back and say verbatim, he's a lot of fun to play. And guess what? You play games to have fun. And so when I sit there, you know, on my phone or I go somewhere and I see somebody sitting down and playing uh, Immortal Hulk and they're like crushing, like a uh, Metal, Metal Sonic dude uh, destroyed uh, Realm, you know, Wolverine in 60 seconds 
And you know, the thing was, when you're watching it, you're like, dude, that looks like a lot of fun. Like, you know, light, medium, special two, special one, stun, reverse healing, wind. It's like, wow. All right. And, you know, and then people say, that's not very practical. I go, did you have fun? I, I mean, if you had fun, then, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Cole Obsidian, I don't care how hard he hits. He's really, really boring, not very fun to play. I mean, yes. Just, if I have to wait three so, fights for him to be what other good. Characters are not so, sorry. Huh? What other characters are not so fun to play? Uh, characters that... I think these characters uh, <clears throat> that are in desperate need of an overhaul in, like, the most important way... Um, thinking about being in the arena and saying, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. Why do I have this guy? Um, I always forget his name because he's, it's, 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 it's our mystic champion that likes to drink and Diablo. Diablo <laughs> is, yep. is really, really, really terrible. And, and, um, also Karnak in the arena. Like anytime I end up in arena and I'm down to like Diablo, Karnak, and Iron Fist, I'm always like, all right, can I pair them with like a six star so I don't get a death match? Like they're just because even I mean of uh, of uh, their their PI is so low on some of these so as some of the some of the players that don't do arena that much may not understand is that if you have champions with low PI, sometimes you can trigger death matches, which are really hard. Even if you're five stars or like rank two, sometimes even rank three, you can still trigger those death matches if your PI is really low. So if I take older champions like Iron Fist, Karnak, and I'll use um, Crossbones before they revamped him. Okay, I most of the time or uh, OG Cap, OG Captain America, uh, or Captain America Civil War. Any of those, I mean, or not Civil War, Captain America World War Two. If you threw those guys on a team and you said all those champions are five star rank two, and let's say your arena streak is at like ninety six, you have a high probability of getting a death match, which means your opponents can have all six stars rank three. Which sucks. I mean, now it's not just an arena fight. It's like you have to play perfect because if you mess up one time, you, you die. Um, so I would say those Diablo is horrible, and Iron Fist and Karnak, their their damage is and utility is really really bad. And so those 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 three or four are on the top of my list of really not fun champions to to play ever i mean there's um uh, cam has done some spotlights where there is a cool synergy with iron fist that you can do a really cool iron um you can do a um um armor armor break stun chain but it's slightly bugged i mean not that this interview is going to change that but it's slightly bugged so <laughs> do it non-stop but i mean i think it's just his kit pre uh pre 12.0 i used to like iron fist he could actually put people in the negative with his armor breaks 
and then mm. they did what they did to him, and now, I mean, <laughs> now he, he, yeah, he's he's the guy should gain some fury or some precision on top of his special attacks or something, so he could be the immortal Iron Fist or be Iron Fist, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess this kind of segues, obviously, him being a chi users. Um, I don't know if you saw the news about the League Champions coming out next month. Yeah. Okay. I saw. I saw. I saw, uh, I, saw. <laughs> um, I saw the leak possibilities, and um, um, I read that you know we were originally supposed to have the movie coming out this this May originally, so. Uh, Shang Chi. I, I have some of his old comics. I mean, I wasn't alive back then, but I just used to collect comics, and he's pretty cool. I think he'll have a really some some really really cool synergies. And with him coming, I wouldn't be surprised if later this year we also ended up with like the Mandarin, and some more characters like that. Um, I do understand that um, negative. You know the. Uh, is it Mr. Negative or is it Negative Man or Mr. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Negative. Mr. Negative, yes. Uh he's he's more of a Spider-Man villain from what I remember. Um, oh yeah. But but he does some pretty cool things like with teleporting and going through things. So I wonder if he'll either be a mystic or a science champion. Um Shang-Chi I definitely think will probably be skill. Yeah, I, I think if it when it comes to when mystic characters are mystic, it's if they do mystic abilities, like obviously stagger, one of those. I don't see either of those characters doing stuff like that. I mean we do have Iron Fist as a mystic, so you know, that's that's interesting. <laughs> well, because his attacks can nullify certain things sometimes. Yeah. So I think that's when it comes sometimes. to it. <laughs> sometimes. It's not very consistent, but it can happen sometimes. Um no, it's it would be. Uh, I'm 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 excited. It's I'm I'm always excited when, especially if he's uh, Shang Chi's a skill, because I really think that class needs needs a little more love. Um, and then again, as some of my friends that don't even play the game, when I bring that up, they're like, "Well, I mean, if this was real Marvel world, skill would still not be as good as any of the other classes," because I mean. And I go, that's true, but it's a game, and it's a mobile game. And like Stan Lee said, the winner is whoever the writer wants to win. <laughs> doesn't matter. I, so, yeah. so I'm using OG Black Widow, and I'm facing an Immortal Hulk. I, in Guess the game, have no class win. advantage, and I will win. So that's just how that goes. Yep. So that's, that's why awesome. I tell people not don't 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 step on my dreams. I can hope for new five stars. I mean, I love Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey's cool. He's a he's a monkey. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, who's your who's your most sought after champion? Uh, my most sought after champion is a six star Immortal Hulk. You can have mine. Okay. <laughs> if I, I man, if I got a six star Mortal Hulk, I wouldn't even wait for the dupe. I just, I just awaken him. I awaken him and and find a way to take him to three. I mean, my my profile picture in the game is the Immortal Hulk. I just, that's my guy. That's my, that's my. I mean, 
I like the the original Hulk more, but in terms of Marvel contest, I'm not. No, that's not happening. I'm. Just, I'll stick with the one that's 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 now and fresh, which is the Immortal one. Um, I'd say he's my most sought after. I mean, I really did want Apocalypse, but I've gotten really good with Professor X and. Um, unpopular opinion i i actually like professor x more than apocalypse now um but that's just because he does way more damage way more damage uh okay all right like, i'm not, i'm not gonna i don't i don't know uh what professor x does because i just pulled him as a five star not that long ago but i do have a rank two six star uh apoc and he puts out some damage too like i'm just i if you you look at a uh like last week when you had um msd on you look at some of these other guys videos on it like i i don't get to bring him to alliance war much because of matchups and stuff and right now i'm um full suicides for off season but he i mean if you put a mutant booster on him there's a video um I think Derek put it on his YouTube using a 150% mutant boost and he threw six specials in a row. Six specials? Uh, special Spe- ones? No, special two. It was like, it went like oh. special three, special three, special two, special two, special two, special two. Wow. Oh <laughs> and it was like, I was like, and I like commented on it. I go, make sure you don't let anybody know that he does this because remember, he's not very good. Everyone wants the other guy. Yeah. And it's okay. and the thing is, is like you, you watch the damage numbers. He does so much damage. The problem with Professor X is he, he does require a lot of skill. Like you have to understand spacing and timing and being able to, uh, work on his prowess charges and his cerebral charges and things like that. But when you get him down, I mean, there's tons of content of him soloing multiple abyss champions. Um, you, I mean, it's, and it's crazy when you watch him do what he does, you're like, Oh dang. I mean, I took my, my six star professor X to rank three unawakened. He doesn't even really need it. It's nice. Like it's, it's nice to have his awakened ability, but he doesn't need it. And it's, um, he's just a ton of fun. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, have you pulled anybody recently that's worth bragging about? Um, let's see. Uh, on, I mean, I pulled Angela again. That was pretty cool. I mean, All right. As a six star, I was pretty. I was pretty happy with her. Um, oh yeah, actually, um, after I moved into my new alliance, uh, a bunch of friends were like telling me that I should use some of my units to to get the feature, and I was like, "No, these I'm gonna get a bunch of three stars." And they're like, "No, you got to do it. Your new alliance, you got some good luck, maybe." And I was like, "Uh." It's like fifteen hundred units, guys. And they're like, it's not that much. And I go, you guys buy these things. I don't. And they're like, come on. So I was like, all right. So peer pressure led to me buying, not buying, uh, grabbing fifteen, uh, five shots at the featured champion. And I was still hoping for Odin. I was hoping for six star Odin. Um, 
and I got six star Jabari, Jabari Panther. Nice. I was, right. uh, I was like at the time because I was focusing on the earlier, you know, Cavalier and stuff like that. I don't know much about her, but then I started watching some of these guys' videos. And I'm like, dang, she can, she can, she can put out the bleeds. Looks good. I mean, she looks like a, a uh, she looks, um, based on the gameplay I've seen, is a more intense killmonger. <laughs> it's like with those bleeds, like some of those bleeds, um, uh, our, our friend uh, over at uh, For Loki Cam, he does those series where he does, you know, like, how good is this skill champion? How good is this mutant champion? And, you know, he, he put her through some tests and, and he, he does, and he keeps track of, um, he's very methodical like that. He keeps track of like the times, like, are they suicide friendly? Did I die because of recoil? All that stuff. He runs full suicides. And he even yeah. said with Jabari, he goes, she's not very suicide friendly, but she didn't die because of recoil. And he broke his own record in terms of skill champions taking down um, Labyrinth of Legends Red Hulk. So she outbled Nick Fury. Is that a, was that a five star or a six star? That was a five star awakened. Okay. Which I was like, wow. So I mean, I, I was like, all right, I got to invest some time. And uh, was that was that Max Sig too? Um, I'm not sure if it, it was Max Sig, um, because okay. I haven't read up on her abilities too much. Um, but I know that he's um, he's um, part of the content creator program, so right. he can he can so do all can that do fun all stuff. That, yeah. But he likes to use the five stars because they're more you know it's more realistic that you're somebody's going to get a five star. Um, well, oh, by the way, one on the side back from earlier in the show, if there's one thing I would change, I would add a six star featured arena. Like, I'm I'm all on the same. I was on this train before Brian Grant said anything. I just it frustrates me to no end that the only way you get a six star is chance. You know, it's like you should let us earn it. Like, let me earn that six star champion. But that's a that's a different topic. That's just a little frustration. Okay, speaking. So, what would you what would you see? What would you? What could you see happen with a six star featured? What uh, what champions would you limit it to? Would you just do uh, five and six, and uh, what kind of points would you be putting up? Um, I would say that you limit uh, you would limit to five and six stars. Um, and I I can imagine uh, if you eliminate four stars, I think the point total would go down somewhat. But I would see that. Uh, for certain champions, I could see that like 80, 85 would be probably the cutoff. I would guess that it would go up because, yeah. um, unfortunately, there are still people that use a lot of different other means to get you know champions like this. So um, the people, the other thing is um, by adding a six star featured arena, you might get some of these players that don't necessarily grind arena back interested in grinding arena if they knew they could get a six-star champion. I mean, if there is a champion that you really wanted, I mean, I, get, I mean, our buddy right now um, is in an interview chat, uh, Slayer. If he knew that he could get a six-star Cosmic Ghost Rider in the arena, guess what he's doing? He's doing the featured arena. 
If I said, okay. you get him, see? He said, I grind arena forever. It's like, but you, but right now it's it's yeah. it's it's five stars. And like Brian Grant said in one of his things, he goes, what's a five star? I mean, and everybody like in my alliance right now, it's like five stars are cool. I mean, they're fun. But what's it? I mean, how is it supposed to? I mean, it helps in some senses when we do take on war content for offense. But when you're in platinum three or higher and you start seeing five star defenders i tell you every single person is like oh, finally a five star defender it's not it's not like oh no you know it's 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 that's literally what what happens and so it, it give us an opportunity to get the six star champions through our own you know our own tenacity our own time our own energy you know, like uh, Slayer was saying, he's like, I wouldn't sleep for three straight days. He, he, I could literally see him drinking like, you know, an energy drink and just, he'd be like, hey, he'd be like, because he's got the, the crazy deep voice. He'd be like, all right, everybody, I'm, uh, I'm streaming. If I don't talk to you, then I don't talk to you. Like he would just like literally do that. I mean, he would literally, I mean, he, he would do it nonstop. And the, and the thing is, the game should let him do that and reward him with a six star Cosmic Ghost Rider. You know, um, yeah, for sure. It's it's uh, because I do have a feeling that if they keep on not doing, uh, somebody brought up also that the idea of six six star dual class crystals. I think Kabam's waiting until like everything is um, a little more diluted in terms of the chances and probabilities of getting certain champions before they do that. So I think they're looking for like a sweet number, like. Once there's like 28 in each class, they'll do something like that because they want to make sure that they lower, they keep the chances low. So, yeah. So, so I was talking to, when we talked to MSD, he was saying, and uh, by the time Act 7 rolls around, we'll start seeing, um, by the time in, the end of Act 7 rolls around, we'll probably start seeing more uh, rank four, six stars. Um, do you think that, that then, We'll start seeing a uh, change for the uh, the six star arena somewhere around there, maybe. I would think so because as soon as players get, as soon as the top um, top a hundred alliances start having a bunch of uh, um, six four, you know, six star champions. The importance of five star champion goes like people. I mean, if they if they require, I mean, nobody's gonna rank any of those champions up. Like it, you start to devalue those champions, and I think Kabam realizes that, and that's why they're they they put such a high number to take a champion to uh, the next rank. Um. Because they realize that once they do that, you're you're widening the gap even farther from somebody starting out to not like you know when I first started out, it was you beat the maestro and you felt you beat the game. Yeah, I mean, I still tell people like the most for me at the time, some of the most annoying content 
ever was doing all of those paths in Act 4. There's so many paths in Act 4. And like a couple of those things, there's like 20 different things. And I just remember being like, this is never going to end. And then you get tired and then you click on the wrong way and you're like, oh, this sucks. So, <laughs> so I mean, I just, it's just, yeah. it, but like if you're starting out new to this game and you have to go through all that and then, you know, the, it's like Brian Grant went through everything one time, you know, in a week he did everything, you know, did one lap. But if he was trying to, if you were trying to 100% all the content in story mode, I wonder how long it would take you to do it. If you started like, <laughs> it would probably you take you. Done it all yet. <laughs> no, I know, and that's because I stopped. Like, like part of me is like, maybe that could be my thing. I just started a YouTube channel, be like, hey, everybody, I'm starting a brand new account today. We're going to start, and we're going to do 100% story mode, fast as possible. <laughs> Let's see how fast Ooh. I can do it. There you go. And it's I think a beginner I would, guide. <laughs> yeah, a beginner guide. And then I I probably complain half the time and be like, oh, this node. Oh, well, and, and, when am I going to get a three star? <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, I, people would laugh because like it, I watch me get like a three star like Gilly twenty ninety nine or a three star like Aegon. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm just going to clear everything. People are like, didn't you get a five star? I'm like, not even opening it. I'm good. <laughs> it's Aegon for everything. <laughs> You know what's funny is uh, I actually got my my little one of my little brothers to start playing, and um, like within the first week he pulled a four star hood, and I sent him to uh, one of uh, vi the videos on YouTube. It was uh, unofficial Kabam Mike had a has a pretty good hood breakdown video, and uh, I sent him there, and he was pretty much done with Act Three the next day. I was like, oh my god, dude, like chill, <laughs> like okay. So, I mean, just right out of a premium hero crystal, you can get a four-star, I mean, within the same day as starting the account, if you grind hard enough. Well, yeah. Also, I mean, if you joined in December and you got all those crystals and you didn't know what you're doing, there was people that were like, hey, I pulled a six-star spider ham. And I'm like, you have all three stars on your team and a six-star spider ham. <laughs> yeah. And... And this is, and this, when I look at this, I go, this is how you kind of mess up the game because now you're like setting this person up for failure. Like, you do realize that the next five champions for this person could be Iron Fist and Iron Patriot, who is also horrible. Um, you know, it's like, and then you might dupe Iron Patriot and then you might get OG Iron Man. It's like, that's, and that's why the, the game gets kind of frustrating for some people. But it's but like you're saying, you know, you he opened up a four star hood, five star hood, and then instantly just clears content. My I had a my niece. I was like showing I uh, showed her the game. I was like, all right, um, I showed her how to use um, uh, proximal and midnight, and she's like, can I use any? And I go, no, just use her. You'll be fine. And next thing you know, she's like, all right, finish Act Five. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, <laughs> it's really easy. I'm like, how? How did you do that? so fast she's like oh well, i use proxwell for everybody and then i got iceman and so i just used iceman because you said i needed someone that was bleeding and poison immune for act five and i go mm-hmm and i go who's used for ultron she's like um i used i used proximal and i go 
how did you complete all the missions? And she's like, well, I didn't complete the stun one. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> oh, all you had to do is carry. She, she well, she just she said she waited until he was in a different phase to do the stun one, and then she yeah. did the ultimate. And I go, all right, so you can. Uh, she had pulled other champions. Yeah, I just told her to focus on proximal. So then after she beat Ultron, I was like, hey, so you know these other champions are actually really good. She's like, well, you told me to use proximal, and I go, well. You're a lot better now. That's why you use proximal <laughs> because she makes you better. Right. So yeah, that's awesome. And uh, shout out to uh, Zach Rossi for doing that little Proxima guide. Uh, that was pretty cool. You inspired that, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what he said. So. I was like, I mean, and it's it's true. That's the thing. Like um, another champion that's kind of cool like that is, you know, um, Ronan. Uh, the ninja Ronin. He kind of reminds you yeah. that you can be difference between light and mediums and uh, uh, things. The same thing with like Cosmic Ghost Rider. I actually just I just put up a, a video how I messed up and I, I I I fired my special before I activated my vigilance buff. Like I was just like it's like sometimes it's like these champions that are newer as long as they keep you engaged, it, it's going to improve your skills. You you know the difference between ending the combo with a light attack ending the combo with a medium attack things like that um proximal adds that to it a couple other champions add that it keeps it fun yeah for sure um jx you got anything else over there bud yeah so we were talking about kind of like outdated champs and uh, i don't know if you saw the news today but uh contest champions is giving away a um, a one-third Deadpool statue worth about $1,275 to a lucky summoner on April 23rd and uh, <laughs> which is which is really cool um, like what are your thoughts about this and obviously the statue also has like um, it, it's got like its own guns that aren't in the game so I'm kind of like wondering if there'll be anything for Deadpool this year if they could release a Deadpool, like not four star version, like come on, they already have Wolverine. <laughs> if they're saying Deadpool is going to break the game, he's not. Wolverine didn't break. The, well, he kind of broke Variant, but I mean, he's not going to break the game. Um, I'm reading this right now that you're saying, how do you get? How do you enter this thing? Log in Friday. Log in. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's it. You just yeah. Okay. Log in. I hope like I hope like a bot account doesn't win or something like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, this statue is getting released by the way, and there's like actually a ton of MCOC merch coming out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share a picture of all the merch coming out this year. That's really cool. I mean, I think I think those things are kind of yeah. I saw I, these statues. Those are super cool. Those are really cool, and I've been watching some of these other um, these other artists um, do things like that, like a. Uh, Player got a really cool, like sculpted uh, thing of a uh, cosmic ghost rider, and um, uh, one of my friends uh, got a really cool warlock statue. His name's uh, Jim on there. He's it's like Oops. I'm just like and and like uh, CT had a guy do a an orange ISO brick. Oh, so this is all this is all Moose stuff. He's a 3D printer, yeah. and he's got his own yeah, Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moose's stuff. He's it's yeah. It's actually created this uh, D- Discord. <laughs> it's like 
it's really cool. Like the stuff he does and, and just seeing what I also like seeing is just seeing all the people that are like, they're all, I mean, they're all about it. It reminds me of like, uh, in our community, it's like, you know, uh, Kat Murdoch who does all the really cool mashups and the and different things like that. It's like, um, again, like I was saying earlier, um, find if this, this game has brought so many people together through gaming, social business opportunities, art, sculpting. I mean, I, um, the creator, you know, cat catch Murdoch's doing so many different mashups now. I mean, I don't even know what they do for a regular job. This, this, this could be the job. I mean, every single week, a new mashup, people are asking for special orders all the time. Keychains, you know, um, Moose is doing these really detailed sculptures Somebody, I don't know who did it, but someone just posted one about a Emma Frost, you know. Um, yeah, that was Moose as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's Moose. just like, yeah. it's just, there's all, like, there's all these cool things that are coming out. And, and this is the stuff that Moose did right here. And again, that's only possible because of Kabam doing this, you know, teaming, teaming up with Marvel to do these games. Yeah, that's it right there. Oh, you got a blue one. That's cool. Oh, that's not mine. That's Moose just made that uh, today. Oh, he does. Oh, that's yeah. super cool. I don't know if it'll. Yeah, they look sick. I mean, I mean, look at uh, our buddy Slayer's profile pic. I mean, that's got Cat Murdoch all over it. I mean, I, yeah. I remember she said that she enjoyed doing the chains. <laughs> I'm not sure it's a cat's ear, but cat cat did um yeah. It's just um there look at that i mean you can see the picture now that's yeah. just yeah i just uh i i just ordered some aegon keychain and a sticker from her uh her etsy shop so if you look in the picture that i posted there you'll see a little doom keychain in there that i got from cat so that's i mean I oh i see the doom the artists yeah 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 that that warlock um, one uh one of my one of my friends he he's a painter he he painted it he he i've uh, seen that with like acrylic yeah did all the crazy super sick details and i was like dang man you people you guys have some skills it's 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 always good to watch everyone do their magic yeah for sure jack you got anything else over there that's it, man. That that was uh, that was my last question. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jay does cool art too. Um, he he makes cool designs on buffs and shit. So. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, well, if that's about it, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Um, Seahawk Twelve Man, thank you, Elston, for coming by. Oh yeah, there you go. There's the maestro. That's super cool. Yeah, he he yeah. also did. I I didn't go far enough into his thing about uh, uh, the warlock, but on his page he does he's he's done all, you know he's gotten them and then he's detailed them in and they look awesome. Yeah, I want I want to do that too. Same, but that yeah, super. super. <laughs> yeah, dude, thank you for coming by and uh, hanging out with me and Jay this this fine young Saturday night. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh, you guys, everybody at uh, Elston, have a good night. All right, thanks for having me.